You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, and joining me this week, we have America's sweetheart, Garrett Price. Welcome back, Garrett. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. And Chev and Nooney, how are we doing today, Chev? Doing all right. What's up, boys? Not much. So uh, we apologize about the one-day delay in getting you some content. Uh, you know, life does get in the way of fantasy football sometimes. It was so. my fault. It really was. Well, I'll own it. It was my fault. We've decided that everything is Garrett's fault from now on. <laughs> Let's go with that. Um, so before we get into it, I wanted to talk to you about the Dynasty Rewind Listener League, which has completed its draft. Um, we finally figured out what the winner will get. We're thinking uh, we're going to do, you can get a phone call or a Skype call with either one of us, myself, Chev, or Garrett, you're choosing, or, I mean, if you want to talk to all three of us, that's fine too. Um, so afterwards, we'll contact you and set something up, or if you want, I will come to your neighborhood and beat up a bully for you. That's fine too. So um, moving on from that, do we have a price check of the week, Garrett? We do, and uh, I'm assuming this is going to be tied to news. I've, I feel like I've been doing that a lot lately, um, but uh, with the benefit of recording this morning, uh, as opposed to last night is we've been hearing uh, about all the different cuts and all the things like that. And one of the biggest ones uh, thus far, and we're recording at around 1.30, so um, if, if we miss something, that's why. It's 1.30 on a Saturday. Um, but LaShawn McCoy just got cut. And mm-hmm. to some people, that's a huge surprise. To other people, that's not a big surprise at all. Um, and so the price check is going to be on uh, the rookie running back that's in that backfield, Devin Singletary. Now, this is an excellent opportunity for Devin Singletary. Uh, I don't necessarily expect him to get all the touches right away. Frank Gore is still there, uh, and there's also TJ Yeldon there. Uh, so I'm not necessarily expecting him to get all the touches, um, but this definitely boosts his value. My only potential issue is I do I don't have a ton of shares of him. I do have him in the Scott Fishbowl, so if he blows up, I'm not I'm not upset about that. Um, but the potential issue here is one he is like I said still sharing touches with Yeldon and Gore. And the other thing was I I wasn't a huge fan of his tape. Um, not to say that that's the only way a guy can ever be successful is if Garrett likes his tape. Um, you know, obviously there uh, are plenty of paths to uh, to being relevant and successful. And opportunity is is a big one, and he has a golden opportunity right now. But I'm not willing to bump him into uh, you know even near the top 24 running back range at this point. He would maybe make my top 36, uh, but it would be at the tail end. So. Yes, this is a bump for Singletary, but let's not let the hype get get too out of control. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, this kind of goes into something that I put on the show sheet for the week, too. Um, I'm just going to tie it together with a couple things here. So we all know Andrew Luck shockingly retired. If you're a big football fantasy football player, you've heard everyone's take on Andrew Luck retiring. Wish him the best in the future. We're not going to get into that too much. Um, 
but Lamar Miller has a torn ACL. So we take something like that. We take something like Andrew Luck retiring, and then we take the you know the Shady McCoy news. And I want to talk about overreacting to injuries, retirements, and people getting cut. I feel like I see in a lot of leagues or see a lot of you know Twitter talking about it. People automatically go out and either overpay for the next guy up or possibly sell somebody too cheap to get rid of them. What do you guys think about overreacting to things like this? Now, I could understand the retirement, but are you giving up a 2021st for Jacoby Brissett? Uh, if it's a 1QB for sure, I mean, Superflex, I'm still probably not even doing that. I mean, the 2021st is looking like it's going to be pretty great, so I, I think I would definitely keep that pick rather than getting Jacoby. Yeah, I'm probably not giving a first either. Uh, Superflex would be the only area that I'd even consider it. Um, but at this point, um, I, I would much rather have, have the, the, the 2020 first round pick. And honestly, I'd consider selling for a second in a super flex if it was like expected to be the 201, 202, something like that. Uh, we've just gotten more uh, confirmation as, as college football has been going on as to how good this class is. Um, and so uh, I, w- I would have a hard time passing up even if it was like a 201 202 or something i expected to be around there yeah no i actually did just uh buy jacoby Brissett. i know i talked about panic here's why i have three quarterbacks on my roster in my home league and just browsing through my roster i realized that every single one of them has the same bye week uh oh jeez. yeah week 10 i had nick Foles, carson wentz and joe flacco so i dropped Foles and flacco and I just kind of looked at the waiver wire. There was nothing, absolutely nothing. I tried to pick up Rosen from someone, and I figured by that point in time, Rosen would be the starter in Miami. And I have a nice piece for the future or, or a trade piece in the future. And, and the owner just wanted way too much. He wanted both of my 2020 first-round picks. And I was like, so that's going to be a no for me. Um, so I made a deal for Jacoby Brissett. I gave up a second-round pick, and I got Brissett and a 2021 third back. So it's not terrible. Uh, I had two 2020 seconds, so I'm okay with dealing one of them for a guy that is going to be a decent bi-week fill-in or potential injury fill-in. So You got a third um, back, too. So yeah, it's not and, horrible. And I could always put that with something else to move back up in that draft, too. Sure. So I'm not going to um, – I'm not going to worry about it too much. So let's uh, let's move on and talk about quarterbacks here. Um, the Washington Redskins have signed Case Keenum's death warrant by naming him the week one starter against Philadelphia. Um, actually smart if you think about it. If you have a young quarterback like Dwayne Haskins, the Eagles have a pretty ferocious pass rush. They have a very solid defense. So why throw him into the fire like that? Let Case Keenum take the lumps week one he's not the future of your franchise you want to probably pick a softer opponent for haskins to start against what do you guys think go ahead chef i mean i mean case keenum is not really a bum either though like he can get the job done he proved that with minnesota um but yeah i definitely i definitely you can see with patrick mahomes he sat out a full year i mean even though he's a great talent but just having that one year just to sit and watch and kind of see what the nfl is like and kind of how fast these guys really are i mean just that learning curve for one year uh, sitting on the sideline is pretty big for our rookie quarterback i believe um but i mean if Dwayne haskins get i can see him possibly getting in a role 
maybe halfway through the season or maybe four games in. I mean, you just never know. Case Keenum could go down with the injury. Uh, we'll see. But I think definitely having Case Keenum start the season off is definitely going to be big for Haskins, kind of just learning the game and kind of just watching the decisions that he makes. Uh, as as the resident Ohio State fan, uh, I, I actually think this makes a ton of sense. Uh, the kid was fantastic last year, absolutely fantastic. But he was a redshirt sophomore. He only had one season of starting experience. It's not like he was a three-year starter that was coming out as a fifth-year senior and mm-hmm. had all this time and to develop. Like He is still very young. The tools are there. You can see all the tools, but you even saw some of the, the decision-making mistakes and stuff like that in the preseason. So I think this is a good opportunity uh, for him to sit and learn. And honestly, I'm trying to have him sit as long as I am able to. Yep. I do think he becomes a starting quarterback at some point this year. Minimum that they're going to give Keenum. I think six weeks, probably. I I, kind of hope they don't. I hope hope Keenum starts the whole year. I don't think this offense is going to be that good. Um, You know, if you want to throw him in week 15, you know, or something like that, okay. Um, But I really would love to just see him sit and develop because I – as much as I love the direction that the Washington Redskins are headed, I don't like the current situation. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Long term, I think they have a lot of potential here. I like the way they drafted, and I do think that Jake Gruden is a better coach than people give him credit for. Um, all the injuries that that team has gone through in the past, and he's always kept them pretty competitive. So a lot of props to Gruden down there. Uh, we're going to go to the West Coast now. Antonio Brown lost his second helmet grievance of the year. So I really hope this whole helmet thing is behind us. It's like Garrett Price is America's sweetheart. I think Antonio Brown might be America's crybaby at this point. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Seriously. <laughs> Just yeah. get over it. You know what, though? Uh, as much as he's ridiculous and maybe a little bit crazy or a lot of bit crazy – uh, this is going to be kind of an odd uh, take, uh, but he actually low-key reminds me of Kanye West, where it I really doesn't matter if you're saying something good or something bad about him. As long as his name is in your mouth, like, he's cool with it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, in that perspective, like, we're doing exactly what he wants us to do. Like, we are concerned about what Antonio Brown's doing, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, just... Um I just hope that this doesn't screw up the Hall of Fame status for one of the Buffalo Bills' most prolific wide receivers of all time. (laughs) Never forget. So taking our podcast talents to South Beach, Kenyon Drake returns to practice. He's on track to start for week one. So all the Blage hype. Chev, are you a Blage guy? Because a lot of people were really getting pumped up when he was getting first-team reps. That being said, uh, I feel like guys that get rotated in get first-team reps. So... A lot was made out of that, and I think that also goes back to um, the overreacting to little pieces of news. No, yeah, so I I'm definitely love Drake. I think he's one of the more underrated running backs in the league. Uh, I know he finished pretty well last season. I'm not sure if he was top 12 or not, but I know he finished 14. pretty close. 14, so I mean, yeah, yep. pretty close. So, I mean, that's still great value for where you're getting this guy at if he produces to the same level. Um, so I definitely like his potential just catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, I mean, this offense. This offense is going to be. Um, it's going to be a little iffy to kind of see in the beginning, but uh, with Fitzpatrick, you, I think they're going to throw the ball a good amount. 
Um, but I definitely like Kenyon Drake better than I do Balazs. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Garrett, any thoughts on uh, Kenyon Drake? Nothing nothing more than what Shed, uh, Shev already said. Uh, he's Drake's uber talented, uh, was one of the most sorely underused players. Um, we, we've talked a lot about him on the Nerds uh, podcast, uh, so if, if you want to hear a, a longer breakdown on all of this. But, but ultimately, uh, if you bought in the, in the window where people were selling uh, Drake at a ridiculously low price or you sold Bellage where people were buying him like crazy, uh, you, you, you did yourself a service. So uh, congratulations on that, and uh, now you get to reap the rewards. There you go. So where do you guys want to go next? Do you want to go stay on the East Coast, West Coast, or somewhere in between? In between. All right, we'll go in between. So Tyreek Hill has been charged with attempting to destroy a dam on the Colorado River, which would impact <laughs> the aqueduct that feeds Los Angeles. Just add it again. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this, this guy. <laughs> is he a supervillain now? Yes. Yes, okay. he is. <laughs> Did you see the tweet I think Ian Rappaport put out when um, Tyreek Hill that <laughs> – he said he waited in line for a Popeye's chicken sandwich oh, yes. for 35 minutes. And that he was didn't funny. And Ian Rappaport says, I feel bad for your kid. Fortunately, that was actually the parody uh, yeah. Ian Rappaport account, <laughs> oh. not actually Ian Rappaport. I would totally say that, though. I just, you like, would. I, I'm would. surprised you didn't, actually. I don't follow him on Twitter. Do you think I should? Here's what you need. You There's ways to get like certain... like. Uh, notification sent directly to your phone you should have anything that revolves around Tyreek Hill sent directly to your phone I think the only notifications I have are from the podcast and like I think you two I have that's it pretty much but I could definitely so super villain yeah we have the official fan we have a super villain on the show this is great I love it It's, (laughs) it's good stuff uh, let's see if there's anything else in the middle of the country. Okay, so some of the biggest news going on right now is Ezekiel Elliott. I got a week's worth of stuff for him here, so we're just going to lump it all together, and then we can discuss. First, the Cowboys were bracing for six games without Zeke. Then it came out that Zeke wanted to be the highest paid back in the NFL. And just recently, I got the sleeper update that talks with between him and the Cowboys are intensifying, and a deal could be expected as soon as this weekend. So... I mean, you want to talk about news that's just all over the place. Left, right, center, everywhere. I really don't know what to make, but right now I'm going to I'm going to say that I think he's on the field for week 1. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely possible. Um I, I was I was kind of bracing for both him and Gordon to be out uh for a long time and up until this morning that looked highly likely for that to be the case. We'll see. Um, like you said, the, the news has been all over the place, so I'm not, I'm not trying to assume anything for sure uh, until I see uh, somebody I trust tweeted out, like Rappaport, or, um, you know, Shefty or somebody like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, and there, there's still uh, – I don't think this happens with Zeke, but there's definitely still a world where Melvin Gordon gets traded too. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of this. I think the, um, I think the Melvin Gordon holdout is definitely a lot longer than – what Zeke's got going on, just to be completely honest with you. Uh, there seems to be no progress there whatsoever. So um, now as far as being the highest paid back in the NFL, do you, what do you guys think about that? That one's kind of, I don't know how to feel about this one because right now it's girly. 
But what I can say about Ezekiel Elliott is this. He may be a knucklehead off the field. He may be kind of a jerk. But when he is on the field, he hardly leaves it. And he doesn't miss any time for injury. The only time he's missed games has been for suspensions or if they're resting him for the playoffs, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, through his three-year career, he has 868 rushes for 4,048 yards with 28 touchdowns. Um, He has 100... I'm sorry, 135 catches for 1,199 yards and six touchdowns. So total yards, uh, 5,247 total yards and 34 touchdowns. That's that's a lot. Do do you think he deserves to be the highest paid back in the NFL? I mean, I think he's up there with those guys that are getting paid the most, like with Todd Gurley and them, but I mean – having to pay all that money for a running back and then you also have to go try to get a sign a QB and then sign a wide receiver as well. I mean, I don't know where the Cowboys are going to get all this money, but I'm sure Jerry Jones will find a way to do it. Um, but, I mean, just having that big of a contract for an RB that could possibly go down and be out the whole season, that's, that would be tough. I mean, everybody has a chance to go down an injury, but running back usually takes a toll pretty often in the, the NFL season. So, uh, definitely, definitely think he's one of the better backs. I mean, just getting in the receiving aspect of the game last year, I mean, that was big time for him. I know he had hella catches this last season, and it definitely helped his PPR stock in fantasy. So, uh, I mean, he's a, he's an amazing player, uh, but dude is just a knucklehead, man. Yeah, that he is. But uh, let's look at Todd Gurley's stats, who does have an extra year on him in the league. Uh, so we're looking at... 1,042 rushes for 4,547 yards, 46 touchdowns, and he has 187 receptions for 1,883 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, I mean, we're talking about 500 yards more rushing, roughly, and we are talking about 700 yards receiving more. That's with an extra year. So, I mean, he's right up there. Stats and wise. Zeke's missed like 12 or 13 games just by suspension or any, something like that. So, I mean, I mean, they were great. They're great backs. That's, that's all you can really say, man. They're amazing. He's missed a possible – he's played a possible 40 games out of 48. So, he's, only so missed he's, he's missed eight games total. So, But he's been healthier. Mm-hmm. And – the Dallas Cowboys are a much better team when Ezekiel Elliott is on the field. So that being said, you know, Chef, you're right. They got to pay a quarterback. They got to pay a wide receiver. And they just, I think it was Jalen Smith they gave a huge contract to. Did I just say that? Sorry, I'm trying to look a bunch of stuff up here and talk at the same time. So, you know, they got a lot going on down there in Dallas. This is going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, any thoughts on Elliott before we move on, Garrett? Not not anything not anything too revolutionary. Um, I, I think he deserves to be one of the highest paid backs. Um, that being said, I would have a hard time doing it as a GM. So that's mm-hmm. I think that's where the that's where the sticking point is, and it'll be it'll be really interesting to see where it all shakes out because uh, I think both both sides are pretty headstrong. So uh, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really curious to see who gives in first. Yeah, I do hate the crop top though. I don't know what you're thinking with that dude. Like, come on. <laughs> I get it. You got a six-pack. I do, too. It's just downstairs in my refrigerator. So we'll stay on running backs. Jerick McKinnon suffers another setback in his recovery. Another one. Uh, This is brutal at this point. I mean, the 49ers are going to be okay. 
at uh, running back, but if, I, I feel bad for Jarek McKinnon at this point. And they gave him a ton of money too. And there's a lot of people out there that invested a lot in um, in Jarek McKinnon. Um, my brother-in-law gave up a first-round pick for him, and then like two days later, he tore his ACL. So Oof. hate to I, see it. It's it's rough. It really is. And at the time, I loved the trade. He's like, "Hey, I gave up this, and I got Jarek McKinnon, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, hey, "You won that trade, and he got screwed over, unfortunately." So. Um, you know, best of luck to you, Jerick McKinnon. Get back on the field soon. I really want to see what you could do in that offense. Uh, running back-wise, heading back to the East Coast, the Jets have released former second-round pick Elijah McGuire. So all this shady to Tampa Bay talk, all this shady to Houston talk, what about Elijah McGuire? He was a high draft pick. He was a productive back. Obviously, Lev Bell is better. And I guess for some reason, Ty Montgomery's better too. I don't understand that one. Um but Elijah McGuire is a, a free agent. Where do you think he could land? All those spots would be would be really interesting, and uh, he's not a bad running back. It's just not a not a very good offensive line. So I don't think he he got to show off uh, all of who he actually is. Uh, but but I also don't see him being much of a difference maker. Um, so I, I think the the market that would have been there for Elijah McGuire would be similar to what was there for T.J. Yeldon. Um, right. So I don't I don't think necessarily people are going to be clamoring for him. Uh, but if he but if he hops on in one of those good situations, there's always a chance that he could could make a name for himself. So uh, if you can get him free or crazy crazy cheap, it's definitely worth a speculative ad. Okay. What about a place like San Diego? I'm not calling him L.A. I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, I, I feel like if if they were to get anybody, it would be Shady would make the most sense for them. Yeah. Um, that would be a cool fit. Yeah, yep. Because um, I think I think they have the former former Bills running back coach there. I'd have to go look. Uh, there, there's some connection from Shady's past there as well. Okay, um, we'll just keep it. We were mentioning Houston, so news today: Jadavian Clowney is going to sign, and he's going to then get traded to Seattle for 2022nd. I'm sorry, 2023rd defensive end, outside linebacker Barkevius Mingo. Love that name, by the way. And linebacker Jacob Martin. So, um, Garrett, I had mentioned to you on Twitter earlier, he had said that he preferred Seattle. You know, obviously living here in Pennsylvania, being an Eagles fan, there were talks that he, quote-unquote, preferred Philadelphia. But I really think it was going to be whoever gave up the most to get him. And there were also rumors swirling that he was going to get traded to the Dolphins for tackle uh, Laramie Tunsil, which I think Mm -hmm. from – the Dolphins' perspective would have been a terrible idea. Yeah, so, I agree. Um, what do you think about Jadavian Clowney in Seattle? I like it. I think it's a good fit for him. It's a good fit for him. Um, I don't. I don't love it from the Texans' perspective. Um, I, I don't really see how they got good value uh, for Jadavian Clowney. Uh, Mingo is a is an okay player, but uh, he's he's not he's not a young pup by any means. So really, for for what they're hoping for, this third-round pick better pan out. Now, the good news for them is they obviously are in need of a running back, and this this is a class where there should be tons of good talent still in the third round for running back. Uh, so that could be part of their motivation there. But um, this is a team that looks poised to be um, you know, a legitimate playoff contender, um, especially with how weak their division is. I mean, they could go pretty far. Uh, I, I was just kind of hoping for, for more of an impact. Yeah, it- Speaking of running backs and 
teams that are needing of them. Uh, the Eagles did release Josh Adams today. He did lead the team in rushing last year. Um, he's a he's a solid back. He's not anything flashy. Did have a couple fumbling issues. Um, so I think if he gets that figured out, he could be a decent backup or spot starter in the NFL. Fantasy production-wise, eh, not really going to tell you to go out and grab him, but uh, see where he lands. If it's a good spot, maybe maybe he's worth a stash. Uh, before we move on, Chev, do you have any thoughts on the Jadavian Clowney trade? I mean, didn't Seattle go out and trade one of their defensive ends to Kansas City's offseason too? Frank Clark? Somebody yes. Clark? So, I yes. mean, they kind of got somebody else to kind of fill that place for him. Um I mean, nothing too crazy. I'm still trying to get in on the defensive side of the ball. I love defense, but for me, fantasy-wise, it was just offense for me. So this season, I'm definitely looking forward to kind of paying attention more on defense. Okay, I like the way you think. So uh, my next two news items are going to be right up your alley then, Chev. The Raiders have released linebacker Brandon Marshall, and the Ravens have released linebacker Shane Ray. So there are now two productive, solid, not overwhelmingly elite, talented linebackers on the market so um, of the two I would expect Brandon Marshall to get a job first Um, I just think he's the better player of the two so um, curious to see how that pans out for these two guys and if I'm correct I think they were both former Broncos at one point in time Uh, this was just the teams that they are with correct currently okay all right yeah so I got I nailed that one but that's what the host is supposed to do. So um, that's pretty much it for the news, unless you guys have any other news items that I might have missed. Uh, nope, I think that's it. Okay. Um, so official fan of the show, Tyler, wants us to look at something for him. Let me get back into my sleeper app. Okay, and he wants us to look at his draft. Okay, so... Boom. Let's go to it. So I do want to point out, uh, before we look at Tyler's draft, that was the most painful draft I've ever been a part of, thanks to him. Um, (laughs) I love Tyler. He's a great dude. And he is also, unfortunately, one of the most indecisive people. That being said, he really didn't love anybody in this year's draft. So he did make a bunch of trades. He was supposed to draft at the 1-8. And he traded back to the two, the two six. So his first pick in the draft was Debo Samuel. Wait, and real quick. How so, early did uh, how early did JJ go and Miles Sanders go in your league with both of them being Eagles? Okay, um, Miles Sanders went one three. Oh, okay. And I'm JJ, surprised. yeah, JJ Arcega Whiteside went two three. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's some so, that's some hate. Um, well, if you look at the way the first round panned out, it was Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, Nikhil Harry, TJ Hawkinson. Um, this one dude that doesn't prepare for anything took to Kalen Zacharias Metcalf. And after he picked him, I was like, you know, he had knee surgery, right? Oh, really? Did he? I was like, yeah, two ladies on your team. And then he went to it went Paris Campbell, AJ Brown, Kyler Murray. Um, the guy that drafted Kyler Murray also has Andrew Luck. Andrew wow. Luck retired later that day. So it's a good no, thing he got don't. a quarterback. Then it went Noah Fant, and then uh, the Devons went off the board, Devin Bush and Devin White, and then it was Jay Jaw. So, And then it was my pick was Darwin Thompson with the 2-4. I actually traded up to get him because I knew the guy after me was going to try to grab him. So 
at the 2-6, Tyler took Debo. And then he didn't have... Okay. Then at the 2-8, he took Mecole Hardman. And let's see where he is. At the 3-4, he took Tony Pollard. Hmm. Uh, I wish I could get this to take up my whole screen okay then at the 4-3 he took Preston Williams and let's see I got that pick from him and then he took Jonathan Abram at the 5-2 people aren't watching hard knocks I guess not and then that was it and he did pick up a bunch of picks next year and I think in 2021 as well so um, I'm going to let you guys talk about his draft because I'm in the league so I'm kind of a little bit more partial to it than you guys are. What do you guys think? You go. You go ahead and go first, Chef. Um. So I mean, who do you get first pick? Who do you get again? Debo. 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 So I mean, I do like Debo. Me too. Um, I think he's going to be a solid player for uh, the 49ers. I think they're going to try to get him involved in that offense. Uh, but the other guys that he drafted kind of seem like they're uh, uh, boomer bust guys that they could pan out, but uh, that situation just has to be right. So. Um, I mean, Tony Pollard's got a chance with Zeke possibly holding out. Um, Preston Williams got a chance in that offense. Uh, he's just got to make big plays and kind of uh, get his role going in that offense. Uh, who else did he get? He got Jonathan Abram, and he got – there were so many trades. It's so hard because, <laughs> like, nobody's where they're supposed to be on the board. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he got Mecole Hardman. Mecole Hardman. So, I mean – yeah, I mean, he's got guys that have a chance to do decent things, but, I mean, just the situation just has to be right. So he kind of just has to hold on and, and pray somebody possibly gets hurt. Sammy Watkins could possibly go down. Uh, that could open up a spot for him. Um, but, I mean, it's not a, the worst draft I've ever heard, but, I mean, it's just a bunch of guys that have to get the right opportunity to be able to produce this season. Right. Garrett? Uh, real quick, uh, somewhat breaking news that just came in. Uh, that just confirms what we already talked about. Uh, Brandon Bean, which is the Bills GM on Devin Singletary. Uh, we feel right now that Devin would be able to help us along with the other guys that we're keeping. We do see this being a running back by committee. Yep. So, for what it's worth. Um, that's we know it going... we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, all right, so back on, back on track. Um, Debo, that's robbery. Uh, that's way too late for Debo. Love that pick. I think pick. so, too. Um, Mikol, I'm not the biggest Mikol Hardman fan, but the upside is absolutely there. Um, so, and and I, that's what I see with a lot of his picks, uh, which I appreciate because after the first round, round and a half, I'm I'm shooting all for upside because it's it's either they boom or I cut them. Um, so Tony Pollard uh, absolutely has the opportunity, uh, depending on what happens with Zeke, uh, to really blow up. Uh, Preston Williams is a guy that I, I really like, I think could end up being, uh, the wide receiver one in Miami. Um, and then Jonathan Abram is a very, very talented safety. Uh, so in an IDP format, he could end up being a stud. So, uh, overall, I think it's a really good draft. I did make one mistake. I also forgot to mention at the five, eight, he got Riley Ridley as well. Oh, see, now I ruined it. I'm sorry. I ruined everything. According no, to no, wife. you, you're fine. But I mean, Riley Ridley's like the most boring pick of all time. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care for him. If anyone's, <laughs> the rest if, is great though. If anyone does not follow me on Twitter, which if you don't, you're not missing much. Um, if you want to hear my draft real quick, at the two four I took Darwin Thompson, and then at three one I took Jay Sternberger, 
the 3-5 was Josh Allen, the linebacker. Uh, let's see. At the 4-8, I took Darius Slayton. Thank you, Garrett. The 4-9 mm. was Ryan Connolly. And the 5-3 was a then-healthy Rodney Anderson. Um, and then after the draft, I was able to pick up Dawson Knox. And I got um, Chase Winovich as well. Nice. Uh, as a free agent. So, um, I thought, oh, and uh, Stanley Morgan Jr. I, I'm hoping he makes the team. I haven't heard yet. Yeah, I know today's cut down day. So, you know, there's it's going to be pretty interesting. There's going to be guys that get cut. And I feel like anymore, teams on this day, they don't trade for guys like they used to. Yeah. Um, they just wait and let them get cut. Yep. Which is, is smarter, in my opinion, anyway. It's like, why are you going to overpay for somebody when you could sign them for much cheaper in like 10 minutes? Yep. You know what I mean? So, excuse me. So that was uh, Tyler's draft. That was my draft. Just, I guess I'll throw my personal um, knowing Tyler. I like the way he did it. I don't like that it was so painstakingly slow. It took him forever to make the trades. But he did load up on a decent amount of picks next year. Um, in a draft that he feels much more comfortable with. So um, that was also, I think, the most trading that Tyler's ever done. He, I think he made like three or four trades that day. So um, he's, he's pretty uh, cautious when it comes to making moves. So, um, excuse me, that's that. So anything else? Does anybody have anything else to add to news or talking about anything else? Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, the rewind for the week then is in 1993, during the offseason, one team made a trade for both Joe Montaigne and Marcus Allen, and that was the Kansas City Chiefs. So you want to talk about an offseason move to definitely get you into contention. There it is right there. Yeah, two, uh, two Hall of Famers. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. So let's see. All right, uh, who's doing the verse for us this week? Uh, I, we didn't talk about it beforehand. I have one ready, unless unless you you're ready to go, Chef. Uh, you got it, my man. Go for it. All right. Uh, so so this week, um, it's one of the most well known verses in the Bible. Uh, even if you didn't grow up in church, uh, you probably saw it in a movie or heard it in a movie. Uh, you might have like your grandma might had a might have had like a picture uh, up with this verse at her house. Um, but but basically, it's John three sixteen. And it goes like this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, uh, but have everlasting life. Um, I don't know about you guys, uh, Mike, I know you have a daughter, um, Chev, I know you don't have any kids yet. Um, but the thought of, you know, with, with how fallen and broken this world is the thought of sacrificing one of my daughters, uh, for, uh, the, the people that live in this world, I don't know that I could bring myself to do that. Uh, I would have a hard time uh, making that sacrifice. But that just shows um, the love that the Father has for us, um, that he would be willing to give his son uh, for us. Um, and all we have to do uh, to, to, to accept that uh, is, is just have a relationship with him, just like you do with, with your friends or your buddies or whatever. It, it's that time spent, time spent together. Uh, and likewise, he just wants to spend time with you. Um, and so if you haven't done that or um, you're like, look, Garrett, you talk about these Bible verses, this Christian stuff all the time, uh, you know, stop jamming it down my throat. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. I'd be more than happy to uh, uh, we, we can chat about it, talk about it, talk about why I do what I do or uh, why this is so important to me. Um, but ultimately, um, 
I think this is one of those verses that uh, is, is fundamental as to why I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Garrett, like always, appreciate what you do. And a lot of people reach out to me and say that they appreciate it as well. Um, one thing they also talk about is how cool our logo is. So you can find Gretchen on Instagram at the Twisted Plot Co. If you want some custom artwork done, she did both of our logos. So she's great. Um, people love the verse. You guys are killing it. And they also love our intro music. So if you want to start your own podcast and you need some intro music, you got to hit up our boy Laird. So let's hear from Laird real quick. Staring at your company's old website again with that same bland logo your cousin's buddy made for you years ago. You read that study online about how your digital presence is more important than ever, but you just have no idea where to start. That's where we come in. Laird Creative is a full-service branding and creative agency that will turn your blank into a recognized brand. From video and audio production to graphic design, Laird Creative has every tool you need to build your brand from the ground up. Visit LairdCRTV.com. That's LairdCRTV.com to get started today. Laird Creative. Step your brand up. Thanks, Laird. Our brand has already been stepped up thanks to you. Uh, Garrett, you know him personally, right? Yeah, I do. Good friend of mine. Is is that his first or last name? Laird's his last name. Uh, his name his, his, He goes by J.D., Okay. Um, but yeah, his, I think his real name is John David, but everybody just calls him JD. Cause I think Laird would be kind of a cool first name. I'm not going to lie. It could be, a, it could be a dope first name, especially if it's also your last name, then it's just Laird Laird. Like, That'd be, are you, well, you're having another kid soon, right? Are you going to have any more? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Well, if you have a boy, you can name him Laird. You heard it here first, everybody. There we go. So. <laughs> And uh, I just want to point out that yet again, um, my fellow co-hosts are taunting me. And today, Garrett signed on as the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's probably going to just be forever. I'm probably just always going to be the Dallas Cowboys now. Um, I, and, and I don't know, Chev, are you going to bring Tyreek Hill back? Oh, I'm bringing the super villain Tyreek Hill all the way back. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be easy. So that's what you have to look at every time, Mike. So what I can say is this. If Garrett is going to be the Dallas Cowboys every week, he's settled into a lifetime of mediocrity. <laughs> can, it, am i able to be america's sweetheart and be the dallas cowboys at the same time can those things coexist in your mind well apparently they are quote-unquote america's team which i don't know that's how because true. america was not created in texas it was created in philadelphia which who plays there oh yeah that's right the team that <laughs> the most recent team from the nsc that won the super bowl so there you go it's it's all I got. Just give me that, okay? <laughs> so, City of brotherly right. love, but they that's, also hate Santa. So, you know. You know what? That guy deserved it, okay? And it was a terrible <laughs> season. Don't wear – that was also in the 60s. I want to throw that out there. So, if I was there, I would have just went down on the field and kicked the guy's ass, <laughs> in all fairness. so Santa, don't come back to America, son. <laughs> Forget you, Santa. So, <laughs> do you guys have anything else to add before we head out? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, great. So um, this is going to be, a little, like I said, a little bit of a shorter show. But next week, you know, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about all the things that we're excited about for the season. Um, so get ready for that. It's going to be a good one. Wait, okay. actually, real quick. I do have one thing. Super fast. You said fast. you were good. Go I know. I'm a liar. Um, <laughs> so especially at the dentist. Um, anyway, uh, tonight, if you are watching college football tonight, Georgia Vanderbilt. Two of my personal top five 
2020 running backs are going to be playing in that game. So if you want a good glimpse into next season, um, those two players, Keyshawn Vaughn and DeAndre Swift, will both be playing in that game. So you can get knocked two birds out with one stone. I love DeAndre Swift. I, I'm almost thinking about tanking this year to get him. I'm not going to lie. Dude's a stud. Dude's he a stud. Is, Did you yeah. see ETN this weekend? I was oh. just about to ask you that, actually. I, I watched the highlights of that. That guy's so good. If he can learn how to catch passes. Dude. And even Jonathan Taylor looked like a beast. Like, Cam Akers is balling out today. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, well, we better let Garrett go because I think he's pushing his desk over right now with excitement. So, uh, <laughs> so until next week, everybody, we'll see you next time. Oh, uh, before I go, you can follow the show on Twitter at Dynasty Rewind. You could find me at the Embower85. And, Chev, where can we find you? So, I'm actually taking a break from Twitter, but you can find me at ChevBoyRD. Okay, follow him anyway. And, Garrett, where can we find America's Sweetheart? At Dynasty Price. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week.